Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back. This is Jay Taft with your weekly sports podcast, Not Just a Game, from the Rockford Register Star and rrstar.com. We've been reaching out during this pandemic era that we're in right now, that we're stuck in right now, um, and trying to find the guests that kind of bring it home and hit home for us, things that we're interested in in our area right now. Uh, pandemic-related, sports-related, health-related. Um, it's it's called not just a game. Um, that's what sports are. They're not just a game these days. Um, today is it's a good one. We're it's we're stepping into the game a little bit. Um, we have three locals who are starring at the NFL level in the in the top echelon of pro football right now. One of those is Dan Arnold, a former Rockford Boylan student athlete who's now the starting tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. He's off to a great start, not only starting, but playing a lot of offensive snaps for a team that's kind of trying to find its identity in the NFL right now. Young quarterback Kyler Murray is a future star. Um, And Dan Arnold is fitting right into that passing attack right now. So it's a good time to catch up on one of our rock with one of our Rockford guys. Um, So let's drop in on our discussion with Dan Arnold right now. Well, thank you for talking, Dan. Um, I appreciate it. And it's been a a, a interesting stretch for you. If you could maybe just kind of, Rewind real quick and give me a quick take on what it was like going through these past few months um, for you, not just with everything you had going on, but then you throw the pandemic into the mix. Give us a quick take on what the adventure has been like for the past couple of months for you. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, to be honest, it's, it's been, it's been an interesting few months just because uh you know, over the summer I got married and ended up uh, purchasing a house out in Platteville. So, you know, to have those kinds of real-life distractions from the pandemic was was pretty helpful, I think. Um, you know, it definitely gave me time to kind of, you know, think about what's important for me and what I need to do to be ready for the season. And, you know, spending time away from the facility is really hard because you're not, you're not feeling like you can get in, you know, as much work as you think you can. But... Um, you know, I think just just being um, being able to adjust to things really is what makes your life easier when it comes to the season. Um, and being able to do things a different way and find out ways to get get prepared for the season, you know, not normally is going to help you to face adversity throughout the season. So I think it was really good in that aspect. Um, you know, just. <laughs> It was it was a wild time, but you know you still have to figure out how to do your job, and that's you know the most important thing. Yeah, you find ways, don't you? Yep. 
Um, and and like you said, I mean, congratulations on getting married and the new home. Um, those are big steps steps in life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's been it's been an interesting uh, interesting summer and spring. That was for sure. It sure has. And then you get and then you get into camp with these Cardinals, and you got a little chance to show them what you had before. But you must have really stepped it up in this shortened kind of different training camp that we had this year, huh? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was just, you know, I think the biggest thing was just the Cardinals, you know, saw, saw what I could do with the little time that I was with them last year. And I think they they really just went, went ahead and said, hey, we're going to give them an opportunity. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, I took advantage of it. And, uh, and that's where we're here now, so... Boy, yeah, you sure did. Um, you've had a, a couple of games so far, two games, two starts. Um, you've been very involved um, in pretty much every aspect of of um, the team's efforts out there. It's not. It doesn't seem like you're coming out at all. Um, where have you Where have you improved? What did you do over over these past few months, or maybe even year? Um, to kind of take your game to that next level. Yeah, um, I think it was it was a combination of of just being consistent with the things that I was good at. You know, route running, obviously being a receiver in college, those were always things that I could lean on. You know, as strengths of mine. Um, but I think this camp it really it really helps me focus on and really dive deeper into you know my my footwork and everything that's needed for you know, blocking and, and stuff like that. And uh, when you're going when you're going with ones every day in, in camp, it's it's only going to make you better. And I think that was really kind of what what helped me to to find a bigger role in this offense. Um, you know, it was just I every day I came in with a mindset during camp practices. It was just hey, these are the things that I want to improve on to get. To the goal to reach the goals that I want, you know, um, and I want to be one of those tight ends that that defenses are not necessarily just going to roll, um, you know, nickel or dime to because they know it's going to be a pass. I want to be one of those tight ends that can be in there for the run game and contribute, you know, to the best of my ability so that we can still have um, really good run efficiency um, when I'm in the game. Um, you know, I, it's one of those things. It's just kind of my personality that I, I just I'm never satisfied with just just enough. I always want to try and keep pushing myself to um, to be able to do anything that the coaches ask me to do. Um, you know, and and I think I'll get there eventually. There's still so much there's so much growth that needs to happen, um, and and that's that's the enjoyment that I have with football right now is that. I can come in every day and be like, okay, there's stuff that I still need to work on to get better. And when you come in with that mentality that you haven't figured it all out yet, um, I think it makes football fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can come with ability and, and really just enjoy enjoy your time. And when football is fun, that's when that's when you guys, you know, a team can really come together and do some special things. Yeah, boy, you paid your dues. I mean, you you put in the time. You you put in. Uh, the years, obviously, and even these these past couple of years of kind of cracking through and showing everybody that you could be that every down that starter guy. Um, 
But it's not like once you're there, you know, everything just is handed to you. I'm assuming you have to kind of keep that mentality that you've got to fight for everything you get. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, and that's something I'm going to carry with me, I think, my entire career. You know, just coming from a Division three school, you know, walking into the Saints rookie minicamp as a tryout dude who wasn't even signed to the team. Um, it's just, I'm always going to have that, you know, there's going to people, be people that look at you and doubt you because of where you came from. And, you know, you just have to prove every, everybody wrong at all times, no matter what. And it's just one, one of those things that it's always going to be there, no matter what, and you just have to embrace it and keep working harder than, you know, somebody else who came from a different spot and a different situation. And, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's really helped me throughout my career and it's, it's been something that, you know, I don't think a lot of coaches have ever doubted my effort or anything I'm willing to put into the game to make myself better. And that's something I think that has helped me stay around for as long as I have. What, back in, back in your boiling days, you know, what do you still take from that? Do you still reach back and kind of, um, take any teachings from back in those days? Is there things that you'll do on the NFL field someday where, where you'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember where I got that, or yeah. um, I remember <laughs> learning this back at Boylan in this game on this night? Or Is there stuff like that that happens to you guys at this level? Yeah, I think absolutely it came from, you know, Coach Apino and, and Coach Fagan, the, the coaches I had at Boylan were – it was, it, in terms of the mental approach to the game, they were, what we did all summer long during our strength and conditioning camps was something that I think prepared all of us athletes at Boylan for something way greater than, you know, just sports. Um, and I think the teachings that they, that they gave us was really to promote success in every aspect of our life, and that was, if you're going to face adversity, you're, you have to challenge it head on, and there's absolutely no taking a step back away from it. And, you know, just that training, the training your mind that we had during those times was something that, you know, set me up to be a college athlete, not even a Division three or a Division one or anything like that. Just to be a college student athlete, you know, there's so many things you have to deal with, but when you have such a strong foundation from where you came from, um, I there's I feel like you're always a step ahead in, in regards to some other people who necessarily don't they didn't have that and um, you know how I approach practice now is it's the same that I did then you know it's like you're gonna have things that are gonna be asked of you and you're gonna have to do that and if something is messed up you have to be a coachable athlete in, in order to correct those mistakes and you know, ever since high school, that's been one thing that has absolutely been ingrained in my mind from <laughs> Coach Fagan and Coach Apico and Coach Apino and just being a coachable athlete and having that mental toughness to be able to face whatever situation is going to be thrown at you. Is there, they they were, I mean, that those Boylan teams, six, five, six, seven years ago, they were ahead of their times. It's It's kind of the way... Uh, coaches are building their 
programs and starting to build things now in the way they deal with the team building aspects and the closeness and the t- the family kind of thing. Am I right? Did you guys really start to really feel that at the boy at Boylan back in those days? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was. I think the thing that made it easy for like Coach Coach Pino and Coach Fagan. I think that that there was such a strong tradition at, at Boylan that you know that team that we had was truly a family. And there's guys that you know, you still maintain relationships for a long time and, but just the way that we approach things and the way that everybody was all in together, you know, it was just such a natural thing that happened there. You know, it it was never, there was never a moment where it felt forced, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what really made, especially those teams that we had gone to win state championships that made it really special because, you know, it was just such a such a natural thing that happened. It was folks have said they run things like a Division One college over there sometimes. So, <laughs> and and that's been going on for a few years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's impressive. And and you look at the kind of young men that come out of the program with you and Dean Lowry at the top of the list right now, um, kind of the leaders in that, the pioneers maybe of this era. Anyways, how's it feel to be one of those guys? Yeah, um, <laughs> in high school, I'd say that Dean was probably on a different level than myself, and uh, I've had a little bit more growth that needed to happen. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think you know you take a lot of guys and and from that play that I played with in high school, and, and you put them in the right situation, and I think they could have had similar successes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and. It, <laughs> The NFL, to be honest, it, it sometimes it really does come down to luck and where you get where you land, and you know, obviously you, you got to make plays in the right places, but staying staying healthy is a big thing, and uh, you know, that's that's something that that guys, if they're put in that situation, I think it has similar success. Yeah, that's you, and that's just getting the breaks sometimes or not getting. The- not those kind of breaks. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Dan. Last question. Uh, you know, you, you've you've molded yourself into this offense. You're such a big part of, of the Arizona Cardinals offense and what they do right now. What do you guys need to do as a group here this season for you to feel like you've done your part and, and it's been a success? Um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is we we need to play consistently. Um, you know, penalties have kind of been a, a hindrance for us um, in these first two games, and I think that'll clean up as the season goes along just naturally. Um, but I think we just need to approach each game individually. You know, we we got a pretty young squad, and I think if we just focus on one game at a time and never look too far, and uh, I think it'll be special, and, and we're going to look back at the end of the season and we're going to be like, wow, this was, this was a hell of a ride, and we're having a lot of fun. Um, but I think for young guys, it's really easy to get, you know, they start looking forward to the future when they start having success, and they, and they want more, and they want more. 
And the biggest thing is going to keep keep our minds in the present, be where, be where our feet are, and uh, just approach each each game individually, and you know go into all of them saying, hey, we just need to get one and zero today. We just need to get one and zero, and the rest is going to take care of itself. I'd be. Uh, it's such a fun team to watch, by the way. Such a fun team to watch. Uh, I'd be a goofball if I let you go without asking what it's like to play with this kid, Kyler Murray, right now. He's kind of uh, taking taking the league a little bit by storm right now, and you're right there in the middle of it, in the eye of the storm with him. Uh, finish up with that. Just what's it like playing with Kyler? What kind of teammate is he? And how can you guys, how can you build kind of a chemistry with that kid? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's <laughs> he's just absolutely electric. Um, you know, we, the the best thing about Kyler is you can you can turn on film the next day and you just go, wow. <laughs> all, all, the only thing that comes in your head is, wow. Um, so that's definitely it. It's so it's so fun to be a part of that and and be in in the same room as that. Um, he's just one of those guys that he, you naturally kind of gravitate towards, and you wanna you wanna bring forth your best A game for him, and you wanna do everything along with him. And uh, he really, I think, helps to bring out you know greatness in other people um, just with the way that he tries to do it himself. And uh, it, it's you know, inspiring to watch. And some of the plays that he makes, you're like, dang, I'm so glad we have him. And like, it, it makes me want to, <laughs> makes me want to play my best as well. Um, so I think that's the coolest thing about Kyler is just turning on that film the next day, and you're like, holy cow, this is this is special. <laughs> It's inspiring for us, all of us to watch, even through the TV or whatever. Um, yep. As as are you, Dan Arnold, these days, for a lot of folks in Rockford, certainly inspiring. Um, thanks for talking. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, good luck this season. Let's catch up again soon, okay? Yes, absolutely, Jay. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Talk soon. Bye. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.